Hello, everybody, and welcome back to WSPE, your worst shaving podcast ever. I'm your host, Tim Tillock, joined as always by Brian Yost of Yost to Coast, and tonight it's just us. Tonight, you guys are going to be joining in on a conversation between the two of us as we drink, we talk about shaving, and everything else in between. You know how the show goes. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to WSPE, your worst shaving podcast ever. I'm your host, Tim, joined as always by my awesome co-host, Brian Yost of Yost to Coast. And today it's just us. So it is just him and I here to talk to you guys about a variety of things. So we're going to be getting into it, talking about a lot of shave stuff, probably talking about a lot of stuff that falls outside of that scope. But as always, to begin the episode on the right note, Yost, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, Tim. How are you? Doing pretty good. I haven't actually watched any of the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I haven't either. Like, you know, for you guys that are listening on this episode, we're recording this the night of the Super Bowl. So, you know, that shows where our priorities are at. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should somewhat care because it's Kansas City, which is in Missouri, but I just, I don't don't care. I I like Googled the score at halftime and they were getting destroyed. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I've been kind of weird about sports this year. And I think it's just the whole... Again, COVID thing, I'm kind of like, usually I'm really into like Thunder basketball and then usually, you know, I'm uh, really into Drillers baseball, but this year I've just been kind of like, eh, because it's so hit or miss with everything going on. So I think it's just kind of taken me off my rhythm for everything, including NFL football, which I don't have like any crazy preference as of right now. I just like watching the show, you know, the halftime show, and yeah. um, I like to be up to date on what the scores are and who won, you know, so. I hear you. But I think, um, you know, as far as what we're going to be doing tonight on this episode is, you know, I want to talk about a couple of my recent experiences and my thoughts on some stuff that's going on in the community, um, but definitely want to get into some other stuff as well, because there's a lot of things going on. There are a lot of things that popped up today that I think are going to be interesting as far as entice those nerds of you out there. There's plenty of that because <laughs> you guys <laughs> know that you can't pop in on our episode without us talking about some nerdy humor or anything Absolutely. like that. So, um, but you know, I wanted to talk about first, you know, I decided it was funny because after our, a couple episodes back, Uh, We talked about me shaving my head. Mm -hmm. And so I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try to grow my hair back. And I tried and ended up shaving it off again. I just, I don't know. I think I've come to realize, though I love my, I love the look of my hair. I'll say that. Love the look of my hair. I love the way that I look with hair. But at the end of the day, I just can't stand it. I, I, I can't stand all the headaches that come from me trying to grow my hair back or having to deal with my hair. Uh, dry skin, and it's such a dramatic difference from when I shave it off and I keep it off that everything just feels so much better for me. Well, it's so low um, maintenance. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Well, you know, it's it's a weird change up because if I want to keep it buttery smooth because it grows back so insanely quick, I have to shave it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, which shaving my head can take a while. Um, no, that's a bad thing. I love you know taking my moment to shave every day and stuff. I I used to shave twice a day. Um, but it's, it's definitely a different experience. Um, I would say having hair is definitely more, you know, of a hassle than not having hair and just shaving it all off. 
Yeah. But surprisingly enough, it comes with with its own unique challenges as far as what you want. If you want that five o'clock shadow, you can have that on a pretty consistent basis. If you're someone like me that, you know, their hair's growing back um, pretty quick. But if not, you know, then, you know, you've got a couple different options there. But, you know, it's just it's been one of those things where, as always, you know, what I'm shaving, I'm constantly thinking of, okay, you know, how can I really, you know, maximize my experience with certain types of hardware, certain types of software. And it gives me an ex- a time to kind of experiment. And one of the razors that has been my go-to for shaving my head, because it's just so straightforward, has been the Leaf Razor, which has kind of a mixed opinion in the community because of its cartridge look-alike kind of-ness. <clears throat> sure, which it's sure. not a cartridge razor. It's it's uh, definitely a... Uh, it's it's not a DE, but it's it's not a cartridge. It's it's its own thing, it, isn't it? <laughs> it's its own thing. Yeah, it's, it has individual loading trays where you put half of a DE blade in there, um, up to three blades. Also, oh, it's not proprietary. I only put two. Do what? It's not proprietary blades. No, no, it's okay. not proprietary. Sorry, you have to forgive me. I've never never used one. I haven't honestly done no. much research into them. No, you're good. You're good. Um, it's it's actually a really great system. Um, and you can put your favorite blades in there, your favorite DEs, and it's a very enjoyable experience. But that's um, what you use on your head? Typically, yes. But I, I often find that when I use that, I do kind of lean back to a desire to use a traditional DE razor a little bit more often. Because right now I have a, a full beard too. So okay. I don't have as much time to spend with a traditional DE because I'm just doing a lot of cleanup work on the face, sure, on the sure. cheeks and on the, on the neck. But I started going back to the Rockwell six S and my God, um, the first person that I really knew of that was really, you know, talking this up, um, was Redbeard shaves. I haven't seen as much from him lately. I know he's been really busy. He's in the medical field as well. Yeah, sure. Um, but, um, he, this is like his favorite razor as far as I can remember. And it's definitely his favorite for shaving his head. Um, and I can see why back when he allowed me to originally use it, I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's okay. And then I started using it for the face a little bit more and started really growing to like it. Um, started using it on the head and it's just, it's fantastic. It's, it's probably the best, most comfortable razor that I have in the den for getting that job done and just really enjoying the shave. Cause with the leaf razor, it's just so straightforward. So easy kind of takes the enjoyment out of it a little bit. There's no real technique involved there. No challenge of any kind. Right. No challenge of any kind, but, um, with the DE with the Rockwell and specifically, you know, mine's not customized or anything. It's just the standard Rockwell success with the stonewashed finish on it. It just feels fantastic. Absolutely love it on plate six with an Astra blade or a Voskhod blade. It sings. Love yeah, it. Nice. Do you have a go-to? Because I know we talked about it a little bit in the last episode with Mel and Nate, but do you happen to have a go-to blade other than the carbon that you use from time to time for anything <clears throat> like that? Well, I don't shave. I don't fully shave my head. I still can't bring myself to do it. I know we've I've touched on this before too. I prefer like the the buzz. You know, like I, I'll I'll use a pair of electric clippers and just with no guard and buzz it. That's as close as I'll go. I'm terrified of the shiny look. Maybe I'll get to it one day. I don't know. <laughs> Right now, between that and the thought of trying to shave my head with a DE, I'm a little intimidated. 
So, um, but no, as far as just razors overall, carbon is probably 80, 85% of the time of what I go to, but there are a few in my den that I really enjoy that are just, whether they look good or they feel good or they're just different. My 1914 EverReady single edge is the only single edge that I really reach for. Something that old that shaves that good is just, it still blows my mind. <clears throat> I really enjoy that one. Um, the Schick injector that was custom made by North Shore Razors, it's not the best shaver, like it doesn't do much for me, but the way it looks and feels, it's fun to shave with. I know a lot of people really enjoy the injectors, I just, I, I don't see it being a great razor for me, but I do enjoy shaving with it. It's a um, looker, for it sure. Is. And you know, even even the original ones look really good, but you know, I'm a huge whore for blue, so as soon as I could find out I could get a custom <laughs> blue one, I was like, yeah, I'm doing that. And um um, what else? I, I'm, I don't really enjoy straight razor shaves because I'm really bad at the maintenance and keeping them stropped and and all that stuff or sitting them in to get rehoned. And so as much as I like the idea of it, I don't like all the maintenance and work that goes into doing it. And it's kind of a shame because I think I really enjoy doing it continuously. I just know I'm lazy and I'm not I'm not going to keep up with it. I just know I won't. No, I mean, I get that. And I think, you know, with the hobby and everything, you kind of have to realize, you know, what you want to put most of your focus on, especially for those of us that have, you know, day jobs that, you know, are working long hours or anything like that. Then you get home and the thought of having to, you know, take out your whetstone and hone your blade, then strop your blade. Then, um, you know, after that, you know, hopefully you've already got your technique down as far as shaving with it at that point. But if you don't having to, you know, constantly try to figure that out. Now I will say that I realized recently with straight razors is that I was using the wrong technique the entire time as far as my finger placement on the blade. Oh, really? And I changed that. Yeah. I, I, it just blew my mind. Cause I was like, something doesn't feel right. It cannot be this difficult. Like I was still getting good shaves out of it. Um, but it, it didn't feel awkward. like I had enough control of the blade yeah. and come to realize that I wasn't placing two fingers on the left side, um, of the blade and two fingers on the right side of the blade with the, um, oh, what's it called? Sweet Jesus. I've got one right here in front of me and I, I can't remember all the ins and outs. You're talking about the, the name of the, the, the Tang? Yeah, of the Tang. Okay. And I just, I didn't realize that I just was not holding it correctly. I looked online and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not how I'm holding it. That's There's one additional finger that they're using there, but it gives you so much more control oh, great, over the yeah. blade. And I've had straights forever. I've had shavettes forever. I've had dozens of shaves with each of those blades. And not once did I realize, and I've watched tons of videos, and not once did I realize that I was not using the proper technique for that. <clears throat> so mind blown, you still learn <laughs> things, even with yeah, stuff that exactly. you've had in your den for years. But, you know, I think that's the fun thing is I do like constantly learning and shaving gives me that. I mean, eventually I'd really like to get into straights. Um, yeah. it's just going to be a unique challenge because I, I really do like challenges, but again, kind of, as you said, it's going to come down to, uh, me being able to take the time to do that. And speaking of taking the time to learn how to shave with straights, it looks like you've been taking the time to show your son how to shave. <laughs> yes. Uh, he started, he, he it was funny cause you know, obviously he sees what I do on Instagram and all that stuff. And I, I throw it in his face all the time. Every time I get a new soap, I'm like, Hey, smell this. Hey, smell this. But he started, <laughs> he still, even through all that started off with Gillette foam and a cartridge razor. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I get it. 
But what was great about that is that he came to me like three or four months ago and he's like, yeah, so when every time I shave, I get like all these bumps and it hurts and I get irritation. I'm like, hey, hey, come here. I want to show you something. (laughs) So he I had him come up there. I you know, taught him the technique and I said, hey, your first few shaves are not going to be great. You're going to nick yourself. It's you know, it's not going to be pleasurable. But trust me, if you put the time into it you're going to be rewarded tremendously. And the fact that he's not even 18 yet, he's, he'll be 18 in July. He can only, he only has to shave like once every two weeks, like at most. And I've only given him two lessons so far. He shaved twice and, uh, and he's catching on and he's definitely enjoying the process. I think he loves the smell. He stole my Zaha Roth set. Now that's not fair. Oh, I, no. he, he didn't steal it, but that's the, he smelled everything on, in, on my shelf and he picked the <laughs> signature pour home. Loved it so much. I gave him my, I gave him my set. I gave him my Gillette um, King C Gillette razor from Walgreens because I think that's a fantastic entry that's razor. That's a great razor. Um, I loved it personally. I actually caught myself using that quite a bit for a while, so I was kind of salty giving that up. But no, no, I was happy to give it to him. I think it's a great beginner razor or just for anybody who wants a very nice mild shave. And then I gave him probably one of my favorite synthetic brushes, which is the Aerolite from PAA. It's got a great soft synthetic nut on it. It has a great splay. And I was really impressed with that brush, and that's the mm-hmm. one he picked to use too. So I thought, well, that's perfect. So now he has his own setup, <laughs> and then, you know, I told him, you know, you're more than welcome to come over and have me show you again. You don't have to, but I think you've got the basics down. I taught him how to build a good lather with a synthetic because for me that's the easiest. He's catching yeah. on really well to that, and uh, it's fun. And so he's also a trooper because he lets me record him doing it. And it's been some of my most popular <laughs> videos, which is so weird. Now, I'm glad. It's, I'm happy. Uh, it's fun to shoot somebody else and show him enjoying learning the hobby. But I just didn't think it would be that popular. And people are really enjoying, you know, him in the videos. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's so well shot, one, <laughs> um, which is not a big surprise. And if you guys haven't watched the video, I think it's still up on Yoast Instagram. That's Yost to Coast, so definitely go check it out because um, it's it just it's just great. You know, I wish I'd had that when I was younger. That's not a fault of my dad or anything. He used a cartridge razor. You know, they showed me, you know, he showed me how to use that, you know, and um, it, it's neither here nor there. But, you know, my grandfather, as far as I'm aware, doesn't use a DE. My dad doesn't use a DE. So I learned that on my own you know, late in life. My dad still um, uses an electric razor. Ugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> he'll be 83 next month, and he still uses an electric razor, and I cannot convert him at all. <laughs> I mean, they're easy and straightforward. Once you kind of get it down with a, you know, an electric razor, it's just kind of like, Ugh, you know, I'm I don't fine know. I with tried that it constant 5 o'clock ripping, shadow. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was ripping my hair out every time I used it. I tried one once before I started wet shaving, and it was I thought it was torture. See, my parents, it was kind of funny because as I was getting into wet shaving, um, my parents had just bought me a pretty nice electric shaver. And I'd still like to to like get a really nice high-end electric shaver at one point and kind of add that into the rotation because I just think it's fun using different things. Um, sure. Hell, people are going to crucify me for it, but I'd love to have the heated Gillette razor and use that on my head. I think that would feel so toasty. It's so nice. And people are like, well, you can put, you know, your charcoal goods razor under heated water and heat up the brass. And yeah, I say if you want to do it, I say if you want to do it, try it. Fuck them. Who cares? Exactly. Uh, And then that's the thing. I do think it's too expensive, though. I do think it is way too expensive. And that's the only thing that's barring me from getting one is it's like, what, two to three hundred bucks to get one of those things. Yeah, I think it's like two fifty or something. 
And I was like, I remember going to Bed Bath & Beyond because they sell them there. If you guys ever okay. want to go find one, they sell them at Bed Bath & Beyond. And because uh, if, if you're like me and you're just horribly impatient, you want to have it now, that's where you go. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, I got a hundred bucks. I'll go over there. And I'll pick it up. And I'm like, oh, God, it was just so expensive. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. And and I know that's a lot of the argument for people when it comes to cartridge razors. It's like, you know, the, how expensive the upkeep is. Maybe the, the entry, the bar to entry isn't that bad, but like the maintenance of it. Buying oh, yeah. more cartridge ra- razor blades and it's how quickly crippling. they clog up and, you know, all the, the five blades, it's going to cause five times worth of irritation, you know, all this other stuff. I get it. You know, I use cartridge razors for years and for the most part, I haven't looked back. But when I started getting into head shaving, I did start thinking about cartridge razors a little bit. I can um, see that being convenient for head shaves. Yeah, because there's all sorts of weird cartridge razor blade, you know, holder designs. Like I've seen them on Amazon. I've seen them other places that are just made specifically for continuously shaving your bald head. Um, and they, they seem to make a lot of sense. My problem with cartridge razors is that they often clog way too often. And I also hate the lubricating strip on those. It's just like a gooey substance and I hate it. It is so weird. (laughs) Um, but an idea of a heated razor going across my dome just sounds so enjoyable because when I heat up my razor, which I do, I stick it under hot water. I'll put it in the scuttle um, with hot water already filled in the scuttle. And then also within the bowl, um, just let it sit there. It feels wonderful. Yeah. In between I, keep passes, just, too, I keep mine almost uncomfortably hot. Yeah. Same, same. Like, I mean, I do the same thing when I, you know, take a shower or bath. I cook myself like a lobster. I, I love <laughs> yeah. hot showers and hot baths. And I know that's terrible for your skin, but, just something that I do, and I'm the same way when it comes to shaves. That's why I've got a brush scuttle. That's why I've got a, a lather scuttle is because I like um, really warm. It's, it's weird because I like warm, and I also like really cold because a lot of you know me as the big menthol guy. I like a lot of menthol. So I, I like the extremes, I guess is the thing. <laughs> yep. I, I like right. kind of, you know, I guess, just kind of flashing myself awake with a abrupt wave of cold, or you could use them in conjunction with one another. You can use menthol, but you could use a really nice toasty scuttle. It's, it's a weird, icy hot experience. I was going to say, it's just like the, the pain reliever, the icy hot, you get the best. Yeah, of both. it's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, guys, if you want to check out a really cool video, go check out Yost's Instagram. He's got tons of really good videos. One, um, but the one with him and his son, it's just really cool. Um, to see that. And he looks exactly like Yost, just a younger <laughs> <Poor> version. <kid. laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's like, Oh God, why? No, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they both look like they, you both look like you have the same sense of style and swagger too. It's really interesting. Cause I mean, he looks just like a smaller version of you in a lot of different ways. It's just, it's odd. funny. He's, he's like that in real life too. Same music choices. You know, he's a, a fantastic musician as well, better than me in a lot of respects. A um, lot smarter than me, so he didn't get that from me. But no, there's truly, <laughs> truly there's a lot of stuff that we have in common. And like I said, he's literally my mini me. So it's been fun bringing him into this, which is kind of funny because okay, so I know I, I know you haven't been making new soap purchases lately. I haven't yes. really been either. And all of a sudden, I get this package from Gentleman's Nod last week, and it says Zaharoff on it. I'm like, what the fuck? No way. Yes. <laughs> so I, I open it up, and there's this little card in there. And he said, for Ethan. And oh. my heart dropped. 
And I was like, okay, all right, okay. So Ethan's now getting fan mail. And I, apparently he's going to be having to shave with the new Zaharoff Noir now because that's what, what, I was, what, I, what was sent to me last week. Couldn't believe it. So that he's becoming wild. a little, he's becoming more popular than I am on my own channel. I don't know if I am excited, happy, sad, salty, <laughs> all the above. I don't know. <laughs> hey, maybe he can get really famous, you know, and put you in a really nice retirement home one day. Oh, I man, mean, sounds that's good. the dream, I'm going right? retirement home now. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I mean, but no, it's fun. I, I I'm glad. Really I'm glad cool. he's and he's embracing it. He's enjoying it. And, you know, obviously Chris and, and Boyd are fantastic guys at Gentleman's Nod. And they saw that that oh, was yeah. the set that he picked. And that was one he first shaved with. So, you know, kudos to them. Thank you guys so much. I, you know, I'm all jokes aside, it's really cool that you guys sent that to him. So I'm happy. And he was super excited, too. So that's very cool. Class act, the both of them, for sure. Absolutely. And I applaud and their their like passion for fragrances even they sent me a couple fragrances and uh they reformulated george and mm -hmm. Ernest, and you know that was one of the first ones that i reviewed and i remember saying that i complained about tobacco because it said tobacco on the front but they're like no it's tobacco flower because so, i, I expected that. more of a tobacco note and he's like hey this should be more in line with what you originally thought the fragrant ones and dude it's amazing like oh, they're, man, I'm gonna have I, to retry it again because I mean yeah. I love the originals, but now I don't think these are out yet. These are little test samples, like little fragrances. I think this is something they're working on, but they're kind of getting some opinions. I, I know a few people, other people have gotten it. Um, I'll send you. I'll try to send you some next week. There's not much. It's a little tiny bottle, but I'll send you some to check out. But yeah, like for I said, sure. gentlemen's nod to me, just for quality, the labels, and their desire to really put out fantastic fragrances is really. You know, I applaud that. I think they're they're a fantastic one and one of my absolute favorite companies. I mean, I think of Gentleman's Nod in the same vein that I think of Carbon Shaving. Um, you know, both really good class act, you know, companies on, you know, opposite ends. So you've got the software side, and you've got the hardware side, um, but their involvement in the community and the way that the communities receive them has been almost universally praised. Um, yep. so it's always nice to see that, you know, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, people can, you know, make a, you know, take a risk, um, bring a product out in what people might consider to be an oversaturated market and do really, really well and release something that's different, unique, um, inspired and definitely like what gentlemen's non has been doing. I've been liking what they've been doing for a while. Um, the Zaharoff collaboration was just the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm glad that they're, you know, getting Ethan involved in that too. And I'm glad you're getting, you know, kind of breaking bread over wet shaving and, and kind of <laughs> inviting Ethan into that whole world. I know that's nothing new. I know that you've, you know, mentioned him before, and I think you've even showcased him before on your page as well. Sure. Um, yep. But um, definitely really cool to see. Um, if I ever have kids, that's, that's definitely going to be a plan. Boy or girl, they're going to learn exactly. how to use a DE Absolutely. for sure. Um, but, you know, talking about, you know, the community and things that are going on, um, I want to bring up a few things real quick that I know people have had questions about. They've reached out to me about it. And this is a good platform as any to talk about those. And it's about some recent posts that I've made. And I wanted to elaborate those on those a little bit further. So one of the posts that I made that, you know, people seem to be pretty on board with was me talking about how a lot of people don't talk about, you know, uh, lucky tiger after shave. And I don't know if you've ever tried it Yoast, 
but Lucky Tiger is cheap. Um, it smells wonderful and it feels great. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I love how Lucky Tiger feels on the face, but when you put it on your dome, it's like a transformative experience. It's so slick. It feels wonderful. Uh, no burn. And it's got a nice citrus kind of clementine, tangerine, orange citrusy kind of scent. Ooh, that's up my alley. Um, I've never tried it, it, but I've heard it. It smells wonderful. And no one ever talks about Lucky Tiger. And they've been around for forever. Um, it's got a nice, classy, old-school look to it. I'd actually love, love to find like an old-school bottle and put the modern label on that old bottle and just use that from time to time. But it's got a, it's just a great aftershave. If any of you out there are trying to look for a classic that's maybe not, you know, Pinot Clubman or, you know, Brute Aftershave or Old Spice and you want to find something else that's a little bit different and maybe doesn't have that burn, um, try Lucky Tiger. It's a great product. You can buy it on Amazon for super cheap. Um, sometimes you can find it at your local stores. Um, I think I found my bottle at um, at a Ross. So, oh, really? Yeah. Just you got to keep your eyes open, and sometimes you'll find stuff. Like I found. Um, oh. I've seen a lot of people get Parasso at like uh, yeah. Marshalls. Parasso is the other one I was thinking of. And I've seen Parasso at Ross and at Marshall's TJ Maxx. Um, it's weird how I can stumble across those things from time to time, but yeah, Parasso is another one. Um, so keep your eyes peeled locally. You never know what you're going to find, but it's that true. was something I wanted to talk about. Cause a couple of people had reached out to me about lucky tiger. Great product. It's probably my current favorite. It's been my favorite for a while. As far as my default, you know, stupid grab, just grab it and use it and feel great about it. And it works yeah. really well with my dry skin. So nice. it's like a double whammy. Yep. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to talk about was another post that I'd made. Um, and it was a post that received a lot of feedback. Um, and that was the post regarding Global Shave Club. So some of you guys are familiar with Global Shave Club and what they're doing, uh, which is quote-unquote replicas of originals, which there is a mixed reception in the community on replicas in general. Um, sure. I've seen people get really heated about Heritage Collection um, replica brushes, um, but that to me is completely different from what Global Shape Club is doing. Um, Neil over at Heritage Collection has actually bought a lot of the rights to those, so he's making them under the, the brand you know, copyright or sure. trademark. And I really like what he's doing over there. They're faithful replicas. Um, of course, you know, Global Shave Club had the fat guy that came out to very mixed reception for a variety of reasons. I've spoken on that before. Um, and I have been shaving with the fat guy. And I actually like how it shaves, but I understand the trepidation. And I, I actually bought this secondhand. I did not give my money to Global Shave. And there's a reason for that. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Sure. So um, Global Shave Club has released their quote-unquote replica of the Gillette Red Tip. And if any of you guys have seen my Instagram, you know that I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of the Gillette Red Tip. Beautiful razor, shaves wonderfully. Um, I think it's one of the best um, razors you can buy as far as in the vintage market. Um, I think it's one of the first that a lot of people should buy. You know, the Gillette Blue Tip. Uh, the Gillette Red Tip and just the standard Gillette uh, Flare Tip are some razors that I think everyone should have in their collection. 
And you know, I've noticed a trend with Global Shave Club. And they'll say that they're, re- re- they're releasing their replica, you know, Gillette Tech. And they've released the ball-in techs before. And they obviously look like cheap Chinese knockoffs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you do see a lot of popular influencers taking these razors and like, oh, man, it's like using the original, the real thing. This is wonderful. The build quality is fantastic. And I'm like, I love you as an influencer <laughs> and as a fellow wet shaver. I love your content, but that's garbage. Um, and, you know, a lot of people felt the same way with the Gillette fat guy or not the Gillette fat guy, the Global Shave Club fat guy. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, a replica of the Gillette fat boy which is another beloved razor. And, you know, I will say at least on that one, it's pretty close. Um, the materials aren't, of course, anywhere near the top notch of the Gillette Fat Boy. Um, but overall, it's a pretty faithful replica. It's definitely something that you can tell was a passion project of somebody, which is why I like it and I admire it. And I love having things related to the Fat Boy. Sure. I'm still looking for a Gillette Fat Boy Red Dot. So if any of you guys can spot a red dot for me, one of you guys did on Facebook and it was kind of in between pay periods. So I was like, ha, darn, missed out on that one. But (laughs) if you guys find another one, please let me know. But, um, you know, my problem with Global Shave Club, kind of segueing into the whole Gillette red tip replica nonsense, is that I think his name is Sheldon over at... um, Global Shave Club. He's the the CEO over there. He uses in his promotions and even in his just general advertisements for his products, the images of the actual vintage product instead of the instead of his finalized own? product. Super Ooh. sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Super sketch. I mean, this is bad. Um, and he was doing it with a fat boy for forever. And I was calling him out on it on his page and. Um, I was trying to get his attention and, and message him, which is funny because I know he messages other influencers, so I know he sees them. He's just choosing not to respond to them. But originally, when the fat boy was coming out, I was really excited because I was, or when the fat guy was coming out, I was really excited because I was like, oh, replica of the fat guy, you know? Hopefully it'll be made yep. of brass and it'll be nickel plated and all the original stuff. It'll just be a modern produ- produced version, hopefully with tighter tolen- tolerances and stuff. Of course, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, but all the images and promotional items that he used were constantly images of the originals. Okay. He did the exact same thing with the Gillette red tip, the exact same thing. And he still has the pages. And now he's, he's changed the verbiage somewhat on the red tip because originally his, I've been trying to look through his page to find them. He has a tendency to go back and re-edit his original posts. Um, but his original advertisement for the upcoming red tip that he was producing was, you're looking for a modern one-to-one replica of the red tip. Well, you know, get on board because that's the next razor that's pumping out even before his um, Gillette fat guy had actually released. Cause that there was a whole problem with the fat guy being delayed multiple times. And a lot of people thought it was a scam and it was never actually going to come out to market. Yeah. Um, but with the red tip, he finally started posting pictures of what, the red tip looks like, and it looks nothing like a red tip. It looks like, like a cheap Chinese razor, um, gold plated with a completely different style handle and knurling with a weird red, you know, twist knob for the gold wing doors. I always call them gold wing doors. I know people call them butterfly doors. <laughs> so um, it I'm was a DeLorean like a fan. Switch? So do what? 
So it was like a bait and switch? Pretty much. I mean, it's it's what it looks like to me. I think there's a lot of people that are going to go in on that and think, oh, I'm going to get a modern reproduction of the Gillette Red Tip. And you're going to get some sort of cheap Chinese nonsense that's just got a, you know, a painted red, you know, twist to open knob at the bottom. And it's huh. it doesn't look anything like the original Gillette Red Tip. And that's where my problem with him comes in, where specifically with Global Shave is this this replica market. And I know some people, again, in the community are really passionate about replicas are a no-go. I don't feel that way. I feel like when they're done faithful to the originals and when they're done with respect and then they're done in the right way, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Um, since everything's inspired from the originals anyway. Um, but when you constantly release images of the actual vintage product you're trying to quote-unquote replicate and then you release this nonsense it just ugh, it just grosses me out and i posted that on my stories on instagram again i got tons of messages that were coming through about people that felt very similarly i actually didn't have anybody that was like why the hell did you post this i had a ton of people coming to me like yeah that there's some sketchy stuff going on over there yeah um sure and it's a bummer when you see stuff like that, because, again, I think there's a lot of things in the community that are passion projects for a lot of people, and they, they have no ill intent. Um, but I do feel this is a money grab, and I feel like a lot of his stuff is kind of just that. Well, you, know, you see that a lot Chinese with, manufacturer. You don't see that just with him, though. You see that throughout the community, too. Like, Naked oh, naked yeah. Armor came through, and, Ugh. you know, you know. I used the kit. The, the safety razor wasn't, or the, I'm sorry, the straight razor wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. The shave soap was abysmal. The brush was garbage, and they were charging $200 for this kit. And you know, <laughs> I just, I couldn't fully recommend it to anybody. And I, you know, I told oh. the company when they sent it to me that, like, hey, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna BS about it. If it's not good, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell you it's not good. Like, oh, it's totally yeah. fine. And then I put out the review and said, like, halfway through, I couldn't get the soap to lather. I had to switch to a brand that I could rely on, and it uh, wasn't good. They, they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fine, and that's just what but, happens. But they, they reach out to somebody. They don't get the review they want. They go to somebody else who will give them the review mm-hmm. they want, and that's that's what it is. But you'll I guarantee you, two months from now, you'll never hear from them again. And that goes yeah. with any of the smaller cash grab companies. You can tell the people who are truly invested in the hobby and the community versus the ones that are there just to capitalize on the addiction and then they're out. Completely agree. Completely agree. And I think that there's always going to be your fair share of people like that in the community that can find a quick way to make a be- to make a buck, whether that's copying off of somebody else in the community, their designs, which I've seen that plenty. Um, I think they're called Blades Grimm or Brothers Grimm, something like that. Um, Occam's Razor, you know, that they're the ones that make that and, the other similar razors underneath the Occam's label. Um, but they've done that, copied other designs. They've, um, you know, kept the prices pretty high um, with these random 50% discounts. Um, it's just, ugh, it just makes me sick to my stomach. I hate it. Um, and anytime that I see it, I get really passionately upset about it. Yeah. Um, I think people can take it a little personally at times because sometimes, you know, Somebody's just like, oh, you know, an innocent little post like, oh, hey, what do you think of this razor? It's utter crap. Don't be swayed. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's 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 just one of those things where I'm like, there are so many quality alternatives out there. Don't waste your time or your money on this garbage. Um, and I'm not saying that everything, you know, made by any of these people 
is always going to be consistent garbage. But you know, when you're no, there's some people prices, that truly mean. There's 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 people out there that truly want to do something and they're breaking trying yeah. to break in. But you can usually tell the intent by how their demeanor is. And here's another dead giveaway that I've noticed: if they have a, a like a suspicious amount of high followers, like 10, 20, 30,000, but mm-hmm. their posts are only getting like twenty to fifty to a hundred likes, it's it's Buying fake. Those followers. Yes. So just be wary. Pay attention to that stuff. And I, you know, I, I, I'll always tell you that like I don't care about my personal followers and likes. But when it comes to a company that's trying to sell you a product, that's something you need to pay attention to because a lot of time people equivalent followers with popularity. And if the company has an insane amount of followers but very little engagement, that's fake. Mm-hmm. And that's to make themselves look better than they really are. So I just mean that as a PSA and just pay attention to that. Yeah. I mean, just try to use your own common sense. And, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um research it, look into it. You know, I've seen that across the hobby with people that are, you know, on the buy, sell trade pages that get, you know, gypped out of a, you know, selling an item to somebody and then the money never arrives because they do friends and family. Um, I've seen people that, you know, will buy a product that'll never arrive. Um, Just be careful and do your due diligence. You know, it's your money, it's your time. If you want to just risk it on whatever, you can do that. You know, I mean, hell, the Rockwell success was the product of a Kickstarter campaign, I think. Um, you know, the, no actual product in hand, just a promise of, hey, this is what it could look like. This is what it could be. Um, and people started investing in that. And I think it really paid off because I think the Rockwell success is one of the best razors out on the market um, that you can get. It's it's one of those just I can recommend to anybody because it's got the multiple levels of adjustment and aggression. Yeah. Um, it, it can just do a little bit of everything. Um, but again, just use your common sense, do your research, um, with anything, um, that you pick up in the hobby. And that could even be go down to, you know, shave soaps and stuff. Cause they can get pricey, you know, uh, software sets can go up to a hundred bucks or more. I've seen it. Um, so just do True. your due diligence and don't have that buyer's remorse. <laughs> well, that's true. But you can um, also, if you, if there's people that you re, that you are friends with in the community, don't hesitate to reach out and say, Hey, have you heard of this yeah. razor? Have you heard of this company? I, I get that a lot too, or straight up message the company or leave a comment mm-hmm. on one of their posts. If they don't respond, you, you know, right there alone shows they don't care. If they do respond, make sure you ask a good, tough question. Like there's a new razor. I gosh, I wish I would have looked it up. It looks like a door stop, but it's a DE. <laughs> it's super high polished. I can't think of the name, but they're selling it for a ridiculously low amount for the big chunk of metal that's made out of it's like 60 bucks you know it's on quote-unquote sale but you know at least when i reached out to him i said hey where's your razor manufactured and they straight up said like thailand or china or something so at least they they responded but you know that's one thing to also say is that pay attention to how they respond to you if if they respond to you if they don't at all and you know look at the engagement on their posts and then do your research and ask the people that you trust and mm-hmm. make your decision. If you don't really care and you're like, eh, I'll just buy it. Just know that you're getting into something you don't know about. Yeah. And it's a risk. And chances are, if it sounds like a really cool deal, somebody else is going to be swayed to getting it. Then they're going to have buyer's remorse and try to sell it. So keep your eyes peeled on the BSTs or on eBay. Sure. And chances are, like me with the fat guy, you'll see it for a ridiculously low price online and you can pick it up then and not have as much of a remorse over wasting a lot of money on something that, you know, wasn't worth that amount of money. So, 
you know, just a little piece of advice. You know, I've, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> I've purchased sure, things absolutely. that I weren't justifiable, but you know, you're, you're gonna, you know, get to that point where you're going to realize, okay, this is what I should probably be weary of. And this is probably a, a more sure thing. Well, and um, I think that but, applies more to just the newer people in the hobby because they're so excited and they want to try everything. I think anyone who's been mm-hmm. doing it for a while kind of sees through the through the BS. But yeah, yeah, regardless, if it's something new that came out of nowhere, just be cautious. That's all. Yes, definitely. And there's no shortage of really great uh, manufacturers out there. Even with COVID and everything, um, I haven't seen that much of a dent. And places like Carve and Carbon and Rockwell still making razors. Um, so continue to look out there and see where you can find quality. If you know they've been around for any stretch of time and they have a quality product, you're going to see a YouTube review about it. Um, look at a dozen of them, you know, and then make well, your and, decision. And the thing is, too, I, I don't want to knock people who are going to try to to make razors. For instance, the uh, flagship razor, I think they're 30 to $35 on Amazon. They're made in China, but they're not a bad razor. But they're pretty good razors, yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. So like, don't think just because it's made in a different country it's a bad razor. I'm more no. trying to say and focus on the company and to see if they stand behind their product. Because if you do have a problem, they're going to say, okay, fine, we'll refund your money, we'll, we'll make it right, we'll get you a new razor. That's more important than the price or where it's made from. It's just the company's involvement and investment in the company. Agreed. And I think, again, I, I saw that even with Sterling. Um, they were going to release a razor. And they were planning on having it 100% USA sourced, you know, build, built, constructed, and conceived here in the U.S., um, keeping people regularly updated. And they ended up having to swallow some uh, significant losses um, because they found out their manufacturer was actually outsourcing the parts to overseas. And that's not what they wanted. Though the product still looked great and they were advertising the product, they were getting some prototypes in hand and it looked fantastic. That wasn't within his vision, um, brought over at Sterling. So he's like, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're going to look for somebody here in the U.S. that can do the same thing for us. Hopefully that product's not on ice. Hopefully it's going to come. But, you know, again, class acts are out yeah. there. And again, I'm not opposed to, a you know, an overseas product at all. I feel like for me... If you can outsource a product overseas and you can maintain the quality of manufacture, so they send you over a prototype, you make adjustments, they make those adjustments, they bring it back, and it's quality and you've inspected that, then who cares? If it's cheaper for them to make overseas, you can net that profit. That That's capitalism. Yeah. Um, if you can source it overseas, it happens to be significantly cheaper and you can pass those savings on to the consumer. Capitalism, that's America. I'm 100% A-OK with that. There are some people that are very much like, oh, I'm not going to buy none of that Chinese stuff. But for me, I'm very much like, a, hey, if I'm saving a few bucks by buying this this way and there's no change in the quality of the end product, then I don't care. I really don't care. Here's another thing um, that grinds my gears, Tim. Um, there's companies, too, that have a really good product, but they're more like a commercial product, and then they come into the mm-hmm. wet shaving scene just to capitalize, and then they leave again. Here's another one. Pacific Shave Company has a really good sh- a brushless shave cream that you can buy like at Target and so on and so forth. They showed up for a month, made this little campaign, and then you haven't heard from them since. And, it, yep. and that rubs me the wrong way, too, because they do have a really good over-the-counter product you can buy at a grocery store. 
and they were just there to capitalize on us, on us for a little bit and then leave. And I don't know, that just mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way. No, I mean, I get that. And I know some people have had, you know, kind of the same concerns over, you know, somebody like Gillette, for instance, who's been releasing, you know, the Heritage line of razors, um, the King C. Gillette razors. Some people are like, okay, is this just because they're trying to appeal to an, a niche, a niche? I can never say it. <laughs> it's whatever. A niche, you know, that... Um, they're just trying to jump in, offer this thing, then they're going to pop out, never offer it again, or what's going on here. It seems like they're here to stay. Um, so, and I really like the King C Gillette products. I again, you, I like the blades. You can yeah. The blades are surprisingly really good. Um, and, and you can tell, I mean, they're not like, you know, crazy, super high quality, but they're also not crazy, stupid, expensive either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, tomato, tomato. You can find things out there that you like and you love and you can find, you know, the companies behind them that you like and that you hate um, because of how they interact. And for me, one of the biggest things that really entices me to keep coming back um, to businesses or to individuals is kind of how they interact with the community um, and how they represent their product. Yep. Um, And I've definitely had a lot of really good experiences within the wet shaving community. But, you know, again... I've had my fair share of pretty terrible experiences and I'll call somebody out for that. Um, but again, you know, wet shaving artisans and even craftsmen are starting to become, you know, a dime a dozen. There's plenty out there. When one falls, somebody else, you know, comes along and offers a, you know, another competitive product. So I think it's more of a thing now than ever to remain competitive and to look for ways to save your consumer some more money, but well, to and also if, innovate if, and come up with some new stuff. Well, if, and if any businesses or companies or people who are thinking about starting their own company, take it from us, be involved in your customers and make them your number mm-hmm. one priority. And you will have a customer for life. If you exactly. blow them off and you just want their money and you disappear, you're going to get screwed over. So be invested, <laughs> be active and be responsible for your product and stand behind it. And I guarantee you, if you put out a product, people will come. That's the exactly. story. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. You got to stand behind your product, good or bad. Something happens, you own up to it. Exactly. Uh, if a product's successful, then you're part of that success. So own up to it, you know, and, and be part of the community. And I think that's what I really love um, is I've seen that just far and wide amongst the community. And it's just a very positive thing that we have so many out there that are willing to listen to the consumer um, take legitimate criticisms or complaints and, you know, revitalize different products or, um, you know, make a few changes here and there to really make something into something even more interesting. But, yep. um, the hobby, you can find pretty much anything in it. So just keep your eyes peeled and, uh, definitely be a little weary if something sounds too good to be true. Absolutely. Um, speaking of, Um, So a lot of people don't know this. There's a few people that do. Um, PAA also released another stainless steel razor pretty recently within the past couple months. Um, And it was the metaphor. I actually didn't realize the, the whole pun thing there until today. (laughs) Doug, come on, Tim. (laughs) I I, I should have seen it coming. I didn't. For whatever reason, I just never sounded it out. I just always read it off. I'm like, Oh, meta four. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then I say it out loud today and I'm like, <laughs> metaphor, but <I'm>, psh, whatever, <laughs> stupid. But, um, 
I, I love it. Um, it's, it's a razor that I think, cause I actually was one of the beta testers of the prototype and got to test this several months ago before this was even in anyone's radar, um, because I'm a huge fan of the prismatic. So people that know me, one of my favorite, um, zinc alloy razors out there. And you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of zinc alloy, but there is one razor out there that rules over all of them, in my opinion. And that's the prismatic. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful razor. Um, I absolutely love that thing. This is different from that. Originally, what I was hoping for, what I was aiming for, was an exact one-to-one of the Prismatic, but in stainless steel. Okay. Or nickel-plated brass, or something like that, you know. Um, And I think that was the original intent with the metaphor. And it ended up becoming a little something else. It's very similar in the shape characteristics as the Prismatic. You're still getting the huge blade gap there. Looks intimidating to first-timers, but it's a very mild but efficient razor. Um, I, I haven't cut myself with it once, and same with the Prismatic. It intimidates a lot of people. Don't be intimidated. That blade gap is just going to be there to make sure that your lather and hair and everything else is going to pass through those that gap with no problem. That's why I love them, is because it can shave through anything. Um, but I've had a lot of really good time with the metaphor originally when I tested it out, it used the same bomb tip handle of the Ascension. And, um, you know, I really liked that handle and I was at first a little bummed that it came with the Gillette flare tip handle. So he actually released a new handle, um, that's based around like the Gillette red tip and blue tip. Um, just that era of the Gillette flare tip, um, razor handles, with the same type of knurling and everything, some of the best handles out there, in my opinion. Um, but I was a little skeptical because the head on the stainless steel razor is is pretty big. So I was like, how's that going to you know equate with the handle? It's actually pretty cool. And a little insider okay. tip, if you have one of these, is you can unscrew it. I'm sitting here literally unscrewing it while we're on air. <laughs> um, the bottom flare tip actually comes off because it's meant to be kind of customizable and you can buy different tips to go with the handle. Interesting. Um, but you can actually, it uses the exact same threading as the, as the head of the razor itself. So you can actually take the bottom, put it on the top where normally the head would go. Oh. And then you can take the head and put it on the bottom of the handle. And then you have yourself a bomb tip handle. Interesting. If you don't believe me, try it. I'll even try to post a picture on Instagram so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But it, Do it, it. it then becomes a weird flare tip bomb tip handle and it looks incredible. Kind of looks like a little cool. torpedo. Um but I was originally one of the testers out for that and I was glad to see I'd been begging Doug for ever um as I do with a lot of other things <laughs> <laughs> um to release a stainless steel version of the Prismatic and though this isn't exactly like the Prismatic, it's still got the same design influences, the same um, channels, everything um, there that is very much inspired by that razor, and it shaves very similarly, no, though not exactly. You don't have the same audible um, satisfaction that you do with the Prismatic, um, and it's not quite as efficient, in my opinion, as the Prismatic, but it's still a great razor. Um, I've been using it regularly, um, often between this um, and the Rockwell. Okay. And been what I've been using, that and the Carbon, of course, because, of course, the Carbon's usually my go-to with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but the carbon's not a great head shaver for me. So at least with the current base plate that I have, which was just the base plate it came with, 
So I might just need to switch out base plates and see if maybe that makes you it into you do, an Tim? I, I need to send one. you. I need to send you my carbon web razor with the carbon fiber handle. The titanium web head and the carbon fiber handle is my my go-to ultimate razor right now. And it literally feels like you're shaving with nothing. So I need to send that to you, and maybe you should try it. See what you think. Yeah, I'd love to. Love right, to. Cool. If, you, if you're willing to do that, yeah, I'd love to try it out. Because, again, I haven't used, I haven't, I've used, of course, this carbon, and I have the titanium handle and a couple other things, but I don't have any different, like, head materials or different base plates to try out. So, I'm Well, this interested. one, too, this is the plus plus plate, too, so it's a little more aggressive. So for oh, me, when I nice. first started using the, like the carbon Damascus I have is the plus plus plate. That's the first one I got now. Granted that it's probably, it's it, okay. Granted, it's the most beautiful <laughs> razor in my den. <laughs> Not probably, it is. Um, it's it's too heavy for me to be a daily shaver. And right. starting with that, with the plus plus plate, it like tore the hell out of my neck when I would shave with it. I would Oof. get ingrown hairs with it. But I realized that it was a heavier razor and I really needed to take it slower and take my time. Mm -hmm. But this uh, titanium head web razor with the carbon fiber handle, it's like 43 grams. It's, it's something stupid, stupid light. And the plus plus plate with that perfect weight ratio is just the most efficient, lightest weight razor I've ever used. And I think you, knowing that you like lighter razors usually, that you'll really enjoy this. Yeah. And I mean, it, I think kind of what you had mentioned, Yost, you know this. And I think a lot of you guys out there that are listening in know this. But I like light razors. It's weird because starting out in the hobby, and I think this is just universally with a lot of people, you think the heavier, the higher the quality, the better that it's going to be. Um, but oftentimes what I've found in the hobby is that I'm drawn towards lighter razors. Stuff that's a little bit more nimble can do several different things. Um because you start to learn, you know, the the different pressures that you need to apply um, with different razors. Sorry, my mouth is insanely dry and I've got a drink here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Take another sip um, of your blue moon. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, you know, I've, I've got so many different razors at, you know, that each have their own nuances. And typically a lighter razor will typically require a little bit more pressure. Typically the general rule is applying next to no pressure, just enough pressure to direct the blade where you need it to go. Um, but you learn more and more in the hobby that there's just that general principle doesn't always apply to everything. And with titanium, I love it because it's the best of both worlds. You get super light, but you get ink, the same durability as stainless, if not more yes, durable. Absolutely. Um, it keeps it shine. It looks wonderful. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it, it's just, it's just a great material, but I know titanium is hard to work with and titanium is usually a little bit more expensive than your stainless steel, brass razors, etc. Um, so you don't see as many titanium razors out there, but carbon does deal in titanium, which I really like. I will say um, if you're looking for something that's lightweight, that's also a good shaver. Now, granted, it's not as good as titanium, but an aluminum razor is also a yes. very cheap and good, reliable alternative. Yes. I 100% agree. And that actually surprised me. Aluminum. Um, because I have a few aircraft-grade aluminum razors here, including some from PAA. I've got the Henson razor, of course. Um, a lot of people think that I have the milder plate, which could be possible. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying that the one that they had sent me for reviewing purposes 
I would have figured would have been the base model, the typical aggressive model that everyone else received. Yeah. But could be wrong. It was just un. It was crazy mild on my face, like beautifully constructed razor, but way too mild. But I love the construction, and I love aircraft grade aluminum mm-hmm. because it doesn't tarnish. It really, I mean, if you drop it on the floor, you're probably going to see a dent in it. I've um, done that, <laughs> but it does hold up really, really well. It um, does, and I love how light aluminum is. It's right up there with titanium. If I'm going to have my razor made out of a, a you know a couple different materials, it's either going to be aluminum or titanium are my go-tos with my razors. I Love prefer either that. one of those. I prefer those materials over like the Bakelite or the plastic. I There are a few in Bakelite that I like. I, I mean, I love the old history of Bakelite. I'm really weird about my nostalgic interests. And one of those can sometimes get into materials like Bakelite. Actually, one of my first... So a lot of you guys out there probably don't know, but... Um, when I took my first carry class, because here in Oklahoma before recent laws changed, of course you had to go, you know, take your class and get your carry permit and all that stuff, which I'm still 100% for. Um, but my first carry gun was um, a Makarov. And it carries the 9 by 18 Makarov around. But a lot of those razors, or a lot of those razors, Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> a lot of those guns are actually Cold War guns. So the Makarov, specifically the Makarov PM is actually f- typically um old, you know, firearms from the Cold War over in Russia. Those are Russian-made firearms. Um and they used Bakelite a lot um on those guns. And so my first firearm had this beautiful uh red and black Bakelite material that was part of the handle and that kind of got me interested in the Bakelite material and then I started getting into wet shaving later on and then found out that there are razors out there for years that were made of the same stuff probably for the same reasons that the gun handles were because of the Cold War and different materials and experimenting with different kinds of plastics because basically Bakelite is kind of like a early form of our modern polymers and plastics you see today yeah sure Um, again huge nerdy moment but yeah, that just kind of, <laughs> like it, it. it always takes me back to that stuff. And so I've got like the, um, ecliptic, um, the alpha ecliptic, I think it's the alpha ecliptic ox blood Bakelite razor from PAA that I really like. Um, but I generally agree with you, excuse me, that, um, you know, I typically don't prefer that material. I typically aim more for aluminum or titanium because again, yeah. materials do matter to me. And being nimble and going where I need it to go, I really value that. Hell, I might shave with one of my aluminum razors tonight. <laughs> um, but um, really love those materials. I don't feel like they're used that often. And I feel like the the cost savings that you have with a material like aluminum, um, I'd really like to see more. And I'm glad that people like Henson are making razors like that um, that are really good quality razors. Um, definitely in presentation and overall manufacturer. Um, and I've heard they're great shavers too, at least with the more aggressive plates. So, you know, that's good. You know, I would actually pay a stupid amount of money to have Sean at carbon, make me an aluminum carbon eraser just to oh, have man. one, <laughs> just to say I have I know. one. <laughs> I would love to have one from, I'd love to have one from him in all different kinds of materials. Um, uh, you've been talking about meteorite forever. Right. I'd love to. I mean, that is like my <laughs> dream. I know it wouldn't be light or anything like that, but just to know that I was shaving with a piece of space rock. 
Oh. Nerd moment, holy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Give me a moment by myself for just a second, please. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've already got a brush that has meteorite in it from Dogwood. I just need a matching razor, for the yep. love of God. Just a, even an inlay would be wonderful. Anyway. Give a kidney for one. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I might actually give my right leg for one <laughs> if anyone's interested. Um, but, um, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is um, one of the razors that I owned, I no longer have um, because it just the, the base plate was too mild for me. But it was the only one they had left available at the time um, was my Christopher Bradley in aluminum from Carve. And that was probably oh, yeah. the most that was the most impressive aluminum razor I've ever seen um, in the way that the threads worked, you know, the, 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 they just, they looked at that thing from top to bottom. It was quality made. I love the look and the design of the carve razors, but again, brass for me is one of those things where I like the patina. I don't particularly like the medicinal kind of smell that comes with handling brass over long periods. Yeah, I don't either. So, um, that's kind of where I run into some difficulties with brass. It's just kind of the, the scent, the smell. It interferes with my experience on other things. Um, but I loved when they came out with the aluminum. They also have a stainless steel that I want to try. Carve is one that I would be willing to go back and try some of their other offerings. Um, I want to get different ones in aluminum. So if anyone out there has a couple different kinds of Christopher Bradley razors in stainless steel or aluminum, I'm interested. I think... Ken posted a video recently saying that he had purchased one. He lives out in Hawaii, for those of you that don't know. Oh, so, um, so and he had sick. purchased from Carve, who's Canadian-based. And so you'd think that the time it would take for that delivery to get there um, would be pretty crazy. And I think he's pretty impatient like I am when it comes to ordering. You don't want to think you're waiting a million oh, yeah. years for a product. Yes, absolutely. And uh, he pretty much got it within just a few days. So, And I know that Carve had a reputation there for a while. Um, of taking a while to get I things delivered. I think they got that straightened so, out though. Yeah, and I'm glad to hear it because they've got beautiful razors and I would you love who, to buy different ones from them. You know who else I've had my eye on for a few months now is Yates Precision. It sounds so familiar. Um, they, I personally haven't found them until like the last couple months. I know my buddy Hector at Slave to Shave has one. I want to say Ken at Three, Shave 326 has one. Um, it's all made in, you know, like local and they make it like in their own home mill. Like it's, it's really cool. His wife, Ashley, um, updates them a lot and vlogs a lot. And she does a lot of really awesome product photography. Um, but yeah, that's look into Yates Precision. I have one of their t-shirts. I wear it quite often, but yeah, I really respect <laughs> their company and I've been really wanting to get one of their razors. I'll have to look into them because again, Definitely. that sounds super familiar. I just can't picture it right now in my head. Um, there's a few out there, um, that, you know, you don't hear about a lot, but they're generally, you know, well received by the community and, and pretty well known, at least to the, you know, to those that are the collectors and the diehards. Um, there's a new one out that I thought the design looked wonderful. Um, it was the Menlo razor, um, okay. by Menlo, I think. And they're sold out or at least last I looked, but the Menlo razor looks pretty snazzy. I'd really like yeah. to have one. I love the curves of it. It reminds me of the prismatic, but um, like this stonewashed look to it. It just looks super sexy. Nice. Would love to have that. It's It's got my like inner wet shaving geek that doesn't get as geeky anymore. Kind of going a little <laughs> crazy. So yeah. I want one. 
Um, and that's, I think, one of the, it, it's, it's, it's a sad thing, but it's also kind of like, a, oh, that's just a natural evolution of where you come from in the community. Um, I just don't well, go crazy over things anymore. You finally find out what works. You're kind of over the hype and the thrills, and you just want the no-nonsense BS what works the best. Yeah, I want something that works really, really well. I want something that looks great as it's working well. Um, but a lot find of the both, stuff though. that... Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, you know, I've got so many razors. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I, there's no need to ever get another razor again. Um, all of them do the same job just a little bit differently. And, and that's kind of the thing, you know, whether it's one pass or three passes, they all get the job done. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing that I've come to realize in my time in the community is that, you know, you can start getting into the aspects of collecting and all that stuff, which is a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, also at the end of the day, I think you begin to realize, okay, well, now I'm just collecting for the sake of collecting. It, it's not really going anywhere for me. And I end up flipping them or turning them somewhere else or selling them off. You know, I need to figure out what I really, really, really enjoy. That's brushes, razors, hardware, software in general, whatever it might be. Um, and that's actually why I downsized probably about 70% of my software collection um, was because God, I realized I there's just a lot of product power. that I use once a year and I never yeah. use again. Exactly. And I'm like, all right, I, I don't need all this stuff here. It's, <laughs> it's not doing me any good. I just need to get rid of it and kind of reformulate around a more centralized idea of what I really like. Um, and I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. I've my collector aspect is having is making it hard for me to let go of a lot of stuff, because like you said, there's stuff that I use maybe a, a handful of times a year, and I also like the way the label looks, or you know I have some kind of weird connection with the product or whatever it mm -hmm. is. But it's hard for me to let go of a lot of that stuff. Um, it's not overwhelming per se, but I wish I, I I know for a fact that I could if I if I truly wanted to I could downsize to maybe six or eight soaps, three mm -hmm. or four razors and three or four brushes. And I would be set for the rest of my life at this point. Yeah. Like that, that was all, that's all I would need. But I still have that collector aspect of me that wants to get stuff that, you know, I, that I, I feel is valuable to me. So I don't think I'll ever break that, but I definitely buy a lot less than I used to. I, I really pay attention to the stuff that I really want. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's not, again, that I don't see things that I really, really want. Um, I keep telling myself I need to go on Sterling's website and buy a couple different things of like, you know, beard oil and balms and stuff like that and more EDTs. Um, there's the occasional brush that I'll see that I really like, which a lot of you guys really liked my really teeny tiny brush that I showcased in a recent <laughs> photo. So cute. And um, it is my Safari Chub Cub by Grizzly Bay. He makes, he usually has a chub cub that'll pop up in most of his drops. So keep your eyes peeled. It's one of my absolute favorites, including the knot that's on here. I forget the knot. I think it's a high mountain white. Um, it's just a beautiful knot. I've actually got two or three of these from Grizzly Bay um, that are really, really cool. And they just fit really well in the hand. Um, they don't take up a ton of space. Um, and they're just, they're beautiful to look at. Um, I need to get me some Simpsons chubbies as well. That's, that's something that I've always wanted to dive into on the collection side are the Simpson <clears throat> brushes, yeah. specifically the chubbies, but I only own my two 
small little itty bitty Simpson brushes because they were <laughs> one cheap and the other one, specifically the Wee Scott, I just wanted for so long because it's like the smallest brush you can buy. And it's it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love the Wee Scott. If you have not owned a Wee Scott, please don't hesitate. I know they're like 40 or 50 bucks for a tiny little brush, but trust me, they're wonderful. I send absolutely a, love that brush. Send me a link brush. or a photo to it. Yeah. I'll have to definitely do that because, I mean, the Wee Scott is just, it's adorable. You can take it with you anywhere. And if you're someone like me that has facial hair and you really don't need a super huge lather, which you can make a ton of lather, but you don't need lather to cover your whole face and everything else. Um, you're just doing line work. Then it is, there is no other brush that's better for that job than that brush. Well, that sounds like um, what I need then since I'm growing a beard. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is perfect. You're not wasting product and you're having a lot of fun with a tiny little brush. So I'll have to send you a link to that. You can buy yes, it on Amazon, but you can also buy it because I think that's where I bought mine. But you can also go to like your typical haunts like uh, West Coast Shaving and, you know, um, everywhere else. So okay, maggards cool. and stuff like that. But anyways, I know we're a little bit over where we typically go, but Yost and I are kind of just like, hey, this is. Kind of like what Mel and Nate said on our previous episode, which, again, guys, I do apologize for the audio quality on that one. It was very hit or miss, but we still had a great time with them. They're a fantastic duo. Um, but they had spoken about how their interactions during their lives are kind of them catching up because they they have busy days. Um, I think Nate works from home, but, of course, Mel has some crazy hours in the hospital. Definitely. So, that's kind of their, their moment to just catch up and see what's going on and how they're doing and all that stuff. Um, we kind of use this as the same thing for us. So, and you guys are just kind of along for the ride to hear our nonsense. Um, but I do know that we're a little over an hour here. Um, before we close, Yost, was there anything else that was pressing on your mind that you wanted to discuss tonight? Don't think so. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Tim. It's always fun to have this little conversation and I appreciate everybody who listens. Yeah, we appreciate you guys tagging along. Again, this is just kind of a fun thing that we do. We don't take ourselves too seriously. It's just a blast to be able to interact with other people, whether that's guest appearances or that's just Yost and I. We're good friends, and this is just kind of an, a creative outlet for us to just kind of engage and talk about wet shaving or not. You know, we can talk about anything, and we love it. Um, and we love all of you guys for your constant support and your encouragement and looking forward to these episodes. I hope that they find you in good health. And thank you guys again for listening to WSPE. We will see you on the next episode. Have a good night.